guys, and welcome to another episode of Geeks of the Machine, Doctor Who edition. I am your host, Jasmine, and today co-hosting, we have Adelaide. Hello, Adelaide. Hey, Jasmine. And today we're going to be talking about Doctor Who, season 11, episode 4, entitled Arachnids in the UK. Did I say what episode 3 was? No. I didn't think I did. Okay. <laughs> um. So... This episode features the doctor dropping everyone off and saying goodbye. And, okay, so, the doctor, this was the first time where the doctor was fishing for an invite in the whole new season. Like, she was actively fishing to be invited so that she didn't have to leave them. Did you catch that? Yeah, I actually thought it was kind of cute, but... I I understand that, you know, previous doctors weren't always like that. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want to harp on that too much, but I, I thought it was cute, so. Mm. Um, we get Yaz dropping her, like, inviting everyone for tea. Graham goes back to his place. And, and Ryan and Yaz go to her home. They talk to her father. The father's like, oh, you know, I, I, this is evidence. Blah, blah, blah. They're dumping garbage. Blah, blah, blah. Um, are British people this obsessed with their trash? That was my first question. I mean, they're a teeny tiny island that's very populated, so I assume they have to be. Um, anyway, he has trash literally in his living room by the kitchen where anyone can just come in and see the trash. Where is your shame? Like, oh, is that just a pile of trash in your living room? Why don't I remember this? Like, (laughs) I remember because it really bothered me. Anyway, uh, Ryan and the doctor here, they go to get a package from the neighbor for Yaz's father. Uh, I feel like this is not how mail is supposed to work. Like... But it's also the doctor, so I can't be too, like, is this really true to life? Well, like, I know, I know you can drop mails off, or you can drop packages off with neighbors and such. I don't know if you could go pick it up if you were, like, some random person your, of your daughter, or a random daughter's friend that came over for tea for the first time ever, and you're just meeting them. Like, I don't know, as the neighbor, that I would let you, that I'd be like, yeah, here, you can have this package that's totally for you. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, instantly I was like, really? Is this what we're really doing? Okay. Um, but anyway, the doctor goes over and breaks and enters into her next door, her friend's next door neighbor's house. We see the doctor, like, the doctor talking to a friend who was also a doctor. What was her name? Do you remember? Nope. Alright, so she wasn't important enough to remember. We... (laughs) See her break into the house, and there are several spider webs just in the house. And we find a huge spider. It was about the size of what? A small, a small child? I was going to say a small dog, like a medium sized <laughs> dog or a house cat or something. A very fat yeah. house cat. Yeah. It was at least 15 pounds. Um. I was, I was okay with this. I was like, this is normal Doctor Who stuff. Whatever. Yeah. I kind of felt the same way. At the same time, I was like, please burn that thing alive. But the doctor's nicer than I am, I think. 
Definitely. Because I was like, I was very much with Ryan. Like, no, this is not okay. Like, let's kill it. And it was very interesting to me that Ryan was like the one who was guarding the spider. And they ultimately were trying to put some vinegar to stop it from moving. And the doctor's like, yeah, I will help you. Don't worry. Blah, blah, blah. What were I your would thoughts? Like to, I would like to know if that, that garlic vinegar thing works. And then am I allowed to jump a little bit ahead or no? Yeah, free reign today, Adelaide. Go for it. Yay. Uh, yeah, the only thing I was going to say was they, they did the, the essential oils with, like, I think it was, they said peppermint and something else, but I don't remember what the other one was. And um, Tea tree oil. I, I just want to know if these work. Like, do these work? Can I try that? Because there are a ton of spiders Vinegar in this house. Vinegar actually does work. Vinegar, okay, cool. Vinegar works for several components. Okay, because I'm um, trying that. And also... ants, spiders, and I want to say mice, but I don't know. Okay, well, we don't really have a mouse problem, but, like, every winter there are just spiders everywhere in this freaking house, and I hate it. None of the cats do their damn job. You guys don't even pay rent. At least kill the spiders when they get in the house. That's all I want you to do. Also, on that note, why does, like, if, <laughs> if the garlic thing works, why does nobody do, like, vampire spiders? Why are vampires always bats? Do the spiders, if that works. Yeah. I want to see vampire spiders or spider vampire things. I don't want to see vampire spiders. I want to see spider vampires. McIntyre. That was her name. <laughs> Did you look that up during my whole spider rant? <laughs> of course not. I completely knew that off the top of my head and was not buying for time. <laughs> I'm glad my spider rant assisted you. Um, but we find out that the spiders are acting abnormally. And after they find out, like, they trace the spider origins back to, like, oh, where the map are. And in the center, where nothing is, they're like, this is the hotel that Yaz's mom is at. Um, and at the hotel, Yaz's mother gets fired because her boss is a jerk. An American jerk. Don't forget that. That was very clear. It was very clear. Because Americans are the worst, apparently. Like... <laughs> I feel like this is the second episode in a row that we've said that. And, like, I feel like right now it's fair game. So, alright, go ahead. I'm not even, I'm not, I ain't even mad. Just go. Just kill, just fine. Just have fun, I guess. At our expense. Hmm. Um, but we see the spiders. Yes, his mother gets fired. Her American owner, Jack Roberts. Um, they visit the hotel and Robert's bodyguard is killed by a spider. Uh, again, it was a huge spider. It was the size of a, a large van, they said. My first question was, how did it get through the pipe system? Thank you. I was wondering if everything in Britain just has the pipes the size of Hogwarts, because what's going <laughs> on there? And also, why does everything crawl through pipes in, in, in Britain? I don't trust your plumbing systems anymore. Yeah, I know. Like, he was just using the bathroom, and then he started hearing... First of all, when you hear a rumbling in the pipe, what are we looking for? At that point, I'm going to move back. I'm not moving closer. Right. Where was Graham? Because Graham was just going along with everything. Yeah, Graham's the one with common sense. I guess he was dealing with grief at the moment, so he was a little bit preoccupied. But at the same time, you hear a strange rumbling in the pipes. You back away, because for all you know, that is sewage coming right for your face. We also see 
um, the spiders, like several of them, seal off the doctor and the the companions. What did you think when you saw the doctor and companions sealed off with all those spiders? Um, the spider webs. We didn't know how many spiders were in there, except the huge one at this point. Um, are we talking the really big one? Yeah, it was the bathtub one. After the oh, bathtub, the bathtub they one. tried to escape, and then this, they were sealed in. Um, at that point, I, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't, I was thinking Bloodborne, but I wasn't, like, all over the references at that point, but... Uh, I don't know. The the giant spiders are very Doctor Who, and I actually kind of enjoyed the the aspect of the giant spiders because it's it's an old one, but it's a fairly good one to use now and then, especially when Halloween's coming up. And I, eh, I almost want to say it felt like it was shoehorned into Halloween, but I don't want to get into that. Um, I was watching, it and I really it flashed me back to the Spider Woman who Matt Smith killed, I think. And I thought that this was just another species of spider that had come to Earth. So, that was very interesting to me. Uh, what was your initial hypothesis? Um, actually, you know what? I think I was on the same page. Because I. what it turned out to be is not what I predicted. Granted, the entire time I was thinking Bloodborne. So, and that one... Actually, yeah, that one is alien spiders. So, I, I I guess I was still thinking aliens. Um, we also see the uh luxury hotel owner Jack Robertson talking to his niece's wife, telling her, "This is what you like. I pay you for handle it, or you're fired." Blah 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 blah. I feel like this is just a traditional internet man who is I mean a traditional American man what are your thoughts on um, Jack Robertson I mean Ellie? he felt very um... are you still there you were saying something no I was just checking to see if you heard me oh oh I was yeah um, he felt on the one hand I feel like they were trying to deal they were trying to um they're making a caricature of Americans, and that's understandable, and it's easy, so, you know, go for it. Um, at the same time, they made a point... Can I jump into the, the comment he had about Trump, or is that too... This is completely free reign, Ellie. Okay. We'll go wherever I'm, I'm not used to being you. told I can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he made a comment about hating Trump. He even said, don't say that name near me, and... And yeah, I agree, sir. But at the same time, like he basically is Trump. They they did a they did a very weird caricature of this American that they've created. They have a he's he's a hotel chain owner. He claims he's a businessman and he wants to run for president and he talks about how violence is the answer to everything and has a gun. And I mean, you know, you're not far off from American caricatures, but at the same time you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna say, oh, he hates Trump and he hates everything he stands for, and then you have him essentially be Trump, what is even the point? What what point are you trying to make there? Are you trying to say we're all the same, or what are you doing here? I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to care about Jack and Robertson, but I don't. I feel like he was very much, as you said, a caricature, and I think that. 
as such, he he was too over the top for me to care about his well-being or safety. I wasn't invested in him, and by default, the story didn't engage me as much as I feel it should have. At least his aspects. Uh, anything else that you want to say about Jack Robertson? Cool. I so, have no idea what you said. You were cut out like a good portion of whatever you were talking about. <laughs> I'm just uh, watching your, your connection go from 100 to 700 to 900 to 300 to... It's very alarming. <sighs> okay, let's just jump over to the abandoned tunnels. Okay. Uh, so they managed to catch a live spider for examination and all of the other spiders hop around and come after them after Ryan and Graham catch a spider. We get to see, um, what is it, McIntyre examine the spider. And she's like, oh, this is, do you, is this the biggest one? Do you have any more? Blah, 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 blah. At that point, when you saw all of the spiders, what were your thoughts on this whole spider situation, on McIntyre, on her requesting for them to go look for bigger spiders? My immediate thought was, I've played this game before, and I had the same run-the-hell-away reaction. So, like, not even kidding. I all this, Play a drinking game, guys. However many times I, answer, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned Bloodborne. Actually, don't play that drinking game. Your level will go right to hell. But, yeah, that's what's going to happen, because this was Bloodborne for me. This was an environmental Bloodborne, where you have a bunch of spiders. And I've spent the entire episode thinking, I've played this. And I beat them to death with a, with a with a cane, I think. But I've played this game, and it is terrifying, even in game. I don't know why you would want to go find more. Well, she was a scientist, so of course she wanted to find more. She wanted to engage and see if this was the biggest one and everything like that. Even though we knew this was the biggest one since we had seen the giant spider. Yeah, no. I've, I've played Bloodborne. I've had all of them run at me. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna. Graham and I are gonna go hang out where it's safe and watch you idiots run towards them. Uh, ultimately, we realized that these these spiders that are the size of a small, uh, a small lab, are just the offspring of the major spider that was discarded, and they thought it was dead, but it's really not, and that Jack Robertson has been improperly disposing of waste under his hotel in an abandoned mine because he couldn't get any worse, right? <sighs> I, as I, I was can't listening tell to if you the... stopped talking or not. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't tell if you'd stopped. Continue. As I was listening to him talk about how Robinson was like disposing of his waste and everything and this is what they thought happened and this is what they realized, I was just like, Oh, okay, so no one is checking on this. No one has researched this hotel. No one knows what's built on it. The city is not doing their job. I agree. I felt like to an extent that makes sense for... They're trying to emphasize... Like I felt like with the hotel chain and the way it was dealing... It was mismanaging the, the waste products and how... I don't remember his name. Jack something. Um how he was portrayed i feel like they were they were trying to make a statement on 
the treatment of the environment, and they're trying to make a statement on America. But at the same time, they centered it in Britain, where I feel like they probably would have been more attentive to the land that they were building on. I, I get what they were trying to go for, but I feel like, unlike the Rosa Parks episode, where they could have picked something from Britain, if they want to make this statement, they should have set this one in America instead. Uh, agreed. I feel like America is a bit more lax when it comes to nature and taking care of the environment and so many other things. I feel like Britain would have known this was happening. Well, and a lot of uh, environmental protections were just repealed, so, you know, you can... Uh, that This is why this one would have been a better episode to have in America than the Rosa Parks episode. You should have, they could have picked something from their history then and then moved it to America and had that happening going on. Hmm. Giant spiders taking over. And again, Bloodborne was set in a parallel Britain-inspired world. So, I don't know. Giant spiders apparently is a Britain thing. Uh, so then we find out the abandoned mines... Uh, there was the huge spider that they thought was dead. Doctor arises at the toxic waste, mutated a specimen, and this is why we have the big spiders around the city. I was okay with this. It made sense. I don't know what we were supposed to think, but I was okay with this whole theory. It's a tried and true, the- true theory, so it wasn't... I felt like it's been used, but... It was fine. It wasn't like a refreshing take on it. It wasn't like a new take on it. It was just, it's been used. May as well go with it. I don't care. Um, we then find out that Robert has a panic room and they use, uh, the food and music to attract the offspring to kill them humanely. I thought that initially the doctor was just going to take them to another planet and let them live free. That is exactly what I thought. I was like, that's going to be a lot of spiders on that TARDIS. Are you sure you want to do that? So it was interesting that there was this humanity aspect of it where the doctor was scared for these creatures and was like, we have to kill them humanely versus we have to transport them someplace where they can live free. I mean... Uh... I understand, and I kind of like that aspect of humanity, because the Doctor has always been, you know, not using weapons, not killing. Um, and so I like that they're kind of bringing that back, because I know um, the Matt Smith era especially had a lot more. Or it kind of drifted from that. It stayed with it, but it drifted from it a little bit. Um, and I feel like they're trying to bring that, they're trying to bring it back a little bit, and that's something I appreciate because knowing that the doctor doesn't use weapons she just uses her sonic screwdriver and her wits to get through something is is very is very the doctor and at the same time I expected her to go and release them instead of kill them humanely but I can understand why taking a giant meh a bunch of giant spiders and dumping them on a planet where they where it could be inhabitable could be a bad thing hmm um anyway they go find the queen spider in the hotel ballroom and they realize that she is too big and her body can't handle it and she is literally suffocating. So they are going to wait for her to suffocate and die. And my issue with this is if we're trying to be humane, suffocating and dying is not humane. 
What were your thoughts on that, Elliot? Well, and then I agree, and then they they have the nerve to get on the uh, to get on Jack's tail about him killing her, and I guess their whole point is not using the gun, but letting her slowly suffocate and be crushed by her own exoskeleton that kind of sucks i yeah, I, I yeah. Think i'd take the bullet instead yeah i was thinking the same thing like if anything the bullet seemed more humane than for all of us to sit around get some popcorn talk about our whole thing and watch her die well that and like they have this whole like i've never personally done it but i know that um uh, it was a family member's um i think yes uh ex- boyfriend i think i don't remember what it was but like somewhat distant relation um he was a police officer and at one point he hit like a deer with his car or a raccoon or something and it didn't really it didn't fully die and so he ended up killing it on the side of the road because it would be better than it sitting there in pain from an from being run over and like that's that's terrible but at the same time that's a mercy kill that's what that is I don't know. Like I said, it was interesting that the doctor was claiming to be humane in this moment. And the most humane person in the room was the guy who they portrayed as a monster. And then the guy's like, oh, she was dying anyway. Why did you have to do that? It's awful. Blah, 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 blah. I honestly was okay with him putting her out of her misery. I agree. And how dare they go on? Like, I understand their anti-gun. I understand that. That's whatever. I don't care. But to then, like, bash him for killing her when she died way faster. Yeah, it obviously hurt her because, you know, she had that little weird squeal-gurgle thing going on, but that was I feel like suffocation would have been a a worse death. I feel like that would have hurt lots more. Oh, yeah. But, anyway. And, like, well, go ahead. Hmm? Um, Go ahead. No, I was just asking if there was anything else you wanted to say. Oh, uh, yeah. On that note, um, it is true that they would suff- that something that large would suffocate because um, I think that was why, like, if you go back in time enough, you can, like, um, I don't want to say dinosaurs, but, you know, around there, you have more oxygen in the area and it can support bigger, uh, like, insect life and arachnid life. And that we don't have that much we don't have as much oxygen in the air anymore so they can't get as large thankfully because i don't want spiders that big in my life you know you know what spiders that could like call the herd i mean there's a lot of people they could feast deliciously and you're a runner you could outrun a spider (laughs) there are eight legs compared to my two no thank you You know, we are overpopulated. Just have them glide across the water and hit a country, have his feast as it strolls through, hit another country. I blame you for the nightmares I'm going to have tonight. (laughs) Um, This is your fault. But anyway, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan are all contemplating returning to their normal life. And the doctor's like, it'll be hard if you want to come with me. You'll never be the same. I didn't like this. I, and I was annoyed because we've never seen it before, but I feel like we've never seen it before, and this is the reason that the doctor is saying it. Because everyone has, they've been different once they come back from traveling with the doctor. And the doctor's like, you have to be sure about this decision. Well, 
you're different after just meeting the doctor. How can, they've already traveled with her. How can you say, oh yeah, you should you shouldn't come with me now. You'll be different. I'm already different. I've and why is why would that be a bad thing? Like what Graham said, why is that a bad thing? That's a chance to grow as a person and expand your knowledge further than is what is possible for most normal people. How is this a downside? Besides the fact that you could be killed by a weird alien. But still. Well, not only that. Like, it's a lot of downsides, if we're being honest, about traveling with the doctor. But my problem is that of all the people the doctor should have warned, that should have started three companions ago. Like, if we're warning people. Because after Rose... Actually, it should have started after Rose. It you really know, should. Rose. Like... You know, some things will never be the same for you. You might change. After Rose, that would have made sense if he started doing that with every companion. And but Go ahead. But to start doing it now, I don't know how. Like, I'm trying to decide how I feel about this doctor and if they're doing things just because it's a woman or if they would have done this with the male counterpart. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with that too. And I don't want to try to make a snap decision on that. Because I, I don't want to read it as, oh, they are doing this because she's a woman or this doesn't work because she's a woman and they're doing it this way. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be as unbiased mm-hmm. as I can because on the one hand, I could drift very easily into some sort of, um, into my own version of offensive if I go in and say, oh, this doesn't work because she's a woman. Um, so I'm... I'm really trying to walk that line and figure out what works for this doctor and what doesn't. Yeah, and exactly like the doctor said, I'm trying to figure out who I am as a person too. So I'm like, I feel like that's what we're all trying to do to decide if we like this doctor. Because there, of course there are going to be people who like her because she's a woman. There are going to be people who hate her because of, she's a woman. I just want to know who this doctor is and do I like this doctor? And I don't want to have to filter it through the, this is a woman filter. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I totally understand. And I think that's part of the reason I didn't like the first two episodes with their choices. Because it felt like they did it because she was a woman. With their their delayed phrase of her saying, oh, I'm the doctor. Or this is, and finally revealing the TARDIS at the end of episode two. Um, I felt like that was done because it's a new doctor and we've never had a woman doctor before. And that, to me, is where it felt wrong, where it could have just been, like, I just want it written as if it were, like, however, any other doctor. This is just a normal doctor. Just because she's a woman, it doesn't mean you have to write her differently. We also, um, back to the episode, we, they decide that they're coming back. We didn't really talk about Graham and his loss and how his wife was basically walking around the house haunting him. Like, after Shadows of Her. I didn't like that. But I got it. Was that after Shadows? I, I don't know. I read that as him hallucinating and seeing her. Not necessarily well, hallucinating, but... Yeah, it was the echoes of her. Oh, alright. Well, that's... that's Well, that's what I'm calling it. But that's basically... It was like... It was her echoes. The things that she said while she was in the house. Things that she did, etc., etc. Oh, see, I read that as, like... I read that in two different ways. When he says he can't be there because she's there... That was, you know, I understand that. he. You see him, um, like, sniffing the shirt or a jacket or something. And that was a very normal, well, not, I mean, normal loosely, but normal for grief thing to do. You're, you're, you smell the person that you loved on there. That made sense to me. Um, I sort of read it as, when he's seeing her, I read that as, like, him 
both wishing she was there and kind of like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here. Um, it, it's a manifestation of his grief and his longing for her. It wasn't necessarily like her echoes being there. It was just being in that environment with all of her essence um, had him. Uh, it, it was his way of seeing her again without seeing her. Mm. Um. Also, Ryan got a letter from his father. Do you remember what that letter said? Something about um. I don't know. There was some weird "you're my tr- I'm your true family" statement and inviting him to come live with him, implying that uh, his grandfather is not his true family. Hmm. I don't know. I skipped over it because I didn't care. Like, we already established last episode that his father wasn't there for him and was constantly skipping out. And now suddenly you're trying to repaint him as someone who is like... I don't know if they were trying to, uh, like, pretend he was a... If they were trying to insinuate he was a racist. Or if they were saying that your grandmother only married him six months ago. He doesn't know you. You don't know him. I don't know. I just assumed when when he mentioned the letter, I assumed that that invite would only last so long and that even if he did take it, he would be back later because his father walked out on him again. I don't have faith in this father, apparently. But like I said, I was confused and I didn't know because we already know that his father didn't really care about him or didn't, not that he didn't care, but he wasn't good at showing his care for him and he wasn't good at sticking around. So it was interesting to me that suddenly after his mother's death, he's getting familial. And maybe that will only last as long as his grief does. Yeah, that that's kind of the impression I was getting too. That it wasn't a it wasn't a permanent solution. It wasn't a, hey, I want you to come live with me forever. It was a moment of grief and he decided, yeah, I would like to see you. But he wrote it out as, come stay with me. Which is... From what we've heard about him, I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't believe it to be a real solution or a permanent one. Mm. Um, but ultimately, everybody decides to travel with the doctor. And they're, what, Team TARDIS now? Yeah. <sighs> I did not like the nickname. I didn't care for it. And I don't know why we suddenly need a nickname. I don't know either. I did like how when she suggested it, they all were kind of like, yeah, okay. They they said, oh, that works, but I felt like there was still a hint of, we know this is dorky, but we're going to use it in the way that it was portrayed. Mm. Um, But all in all, I was fine with the episode. It wasn't anything to write home about except for the moments of, you know what's interesting? The most developmental moments for me were the end and the beginning. The whole actual story and plot, I could have skipped. I agree. The whole actual story, except for maybe, like, um, I hate to say Yaz's mom because they made a whole point of making her, uh, of naming her, but I don't remember it now. But uh, Yaz's mom was nice, and I liked seeing her, and I liked her character, that very little character that we saw of her. Um, I thought it was also interesting that Yaz's mother was like, um... Are you is it are you two dating? What are you doing with her? Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, I remember that Be- now. I liked that. I don't know. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, wouldn't you know what if like cause the sister was like, Oh, are you dating Jazz to Ryan? So wouldn't your family at least know whether you're a lesbian or not at twenty something? 
Like, especially when... You, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, I know people that might still be closeted, so I don't know. Well, no, my point is, like, it's interesting that her mother went to the girl and the sister went to the guy. Oh, yeah. Because usually you have a uh, one... Like, your family will either think you're dating... Everyone will think you're with the guy or the girl. If you get what I mean. I got nothing I, to respond to that. I just... Like, I, I don't know how to say that. I mean... Because, like, it's, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. That they split down the middle. So I wonder if our sexuality will come into play at some point in the future. I, I'd be happy with a bisexual character. That's fine with me. Well, my... Well, one of them is... Uh, Gay? Bisexual? I think we mentioned it on another... I don't remember off the top of my head. One of them is part of the LGBTQIA. Oh, cool. So, uh, I'm not sure which one. I'm kind of hoping it's not yes. Simply because you always get the strong women as the lesbian. Yeah, that's a little excessive. Right, and I feel like that would be very stereotypical. But there was also some flirting between Yaz and Ryan. Yeah, I I saw that. Right, so I don't know what you know what I mean. It's 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 giving me a lot of mixed signals. I would be I'd be glad if she were bisexual, especially the way she's been written so far. It would be a uh, it's just a normal bisexual character. Yay, she she flirts with guys. Maybe sometimes she flirts with a girl. It's not it it's and they're not portraying her as this is her sexuality first and then her character. So if she does turn out to be bisexual, I would actually really appreciate the way she's been written into it. So it works for mm. me. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about this episode before we move right along? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Um, let us know in the comment section if you like the episode. Let us know if you disagree with our opinion. If you agree, tell us why. Uh, if you would like to contact this show, you can tweet us at RealOPTweets. Want to see our photos and things that we're posting online? Check out RealOPGram. You want to see the actual website and see what we're doing in articles that are written and being written. <clears throat> Check out Real Don't OP drag tweets. me like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to tweet me personally, you can tweet me at OP Jasmine. If you want to tweet Adelaide, you can tweet me at OP underscore Eddie, A-D-D-I-E. Um, if you want to engage with us, we also have a Discord form, so feel free to um, find us there. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.